Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Whoa. Here we are. Thursday. We've got just a couple of days to game day. Big yep. one this weekend. Huge one. Big, big. They're all big. Are you available? They're all big. You available to play? Or? I mean, if this one's big, then they're. I mean, this is the least big of the four. No, it's the biggest because it gets him to ten. We have said all year it's a race to ten. No, right? nine. It gives him to nine. It does. They're it's nine. eight and five. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm all like, week I've been thinking this is the one. I'm. I'm thinking. Wait a second. Is my math wrong? Wow. Um, eight five. Yeah. It's still big, and here's Dude. why. They're all big. It's the next game on the schedule. Of course. I think when, when you look at the four that's remaining, and we're going to talk about this not just today, but the rest of the, the four weeks that uh, that lie ahead, there's you can make a strong case for the Browns winning all four, and there is an argument, I'm not going to say strong, but there's an argument to be made that they could lose all of them. Yeah, So, sure. I mean, I think you said it yesterday, they're all winnable, and they're all losable. I, so you can't put any in the bank. I said before the show, we were, I was chatting with, with Earl and, and Mike and Anthony, I said... The Browns' disparity is as big as it gets. Like, the Browns could lose, not even make the playoffs. I, I don't think that's likely, but it, it, with all the injuries they've had, you can't say it's crazy that they well, could Well, there's make the five teams that are a game behind them. Right. So it's not yeah. crazy. That's crazy. It's not crazy that they could miss the playoffs. It's also not crazy that they could go to the Super Bowl. Like, either yeah. of those things. Well, the one seed is still in play. I, yeah, I mean, neither of those things are highly likely, but they're both possible, and... And I guess you could say that about a few teams, but... Well, look at the Eagles. They know. went from the one seed. Where are they now? The five? Yeah. Yeah, but they're still going to make the playoffs, They're going to make the playoffs, right. but imagine you go from the one right. to the five by losing a game. And they don't have an easy game this week. They're playing Seattle. And I, and I think due to the injuries, you know what's really on the, on the table now, too? Coach of the year is on the table. And oh, I, without I, question. I, and I didn't think about it. An extension might be on the table, too. Jason said... Give him an extension three if, weeks ago. If, I if, thought that was a little premature. I, I but if he does, if they could get in with this this ragtag group yeah. of misfit toys, that's that they're going to drag into the playoffs, I got to give yeah, them a much Browns more are, discussion to come on that. Browns are second in the league in players on IR, only behind Houston, and most money on the IR, number one. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at the players that are on Houston's IR, there yeah. are some guys you don't know. Yeah, um, well, when there you are look some guys the, that most fans wouldn't know on the Browns IR, but I, I, there's some true. superstars yeah. on But there. contributors, like it's like, guys that, you yeah. know, that we've had as major contributors this year. Aditi's here. Bernie's here. Big event tonight. You guys explain. You know yeah. more about it than it's I do. Huge. Go ahead, Blue. Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm in the building, though. No, too. we're, we're going to be tonight. We're going to The Rock. I keep wanting to call it the Q, of course. Right. Yeah. At the, we'll, we'll, we'll be in there at... Uh, Caesars, and that's where that's where we're headquartered. So you know, head into the Rock. If you're confused to where to go, ask somebody; they'll tell you. Everybody on the show, Jay can't be there tonight, but everybody else is going to be there. You see all the happy faces; everybody's we're smiling. We're pulling up, right? It's going to be me and G and Tyvis and Jason and and uh, Earl and Mike and Anthony. We're going to be there from seven o'clock until whenever the Cavs game ends. Now, remember, the monsters are at home tonight. And they always do a good job putting on a show there. The Monsters will be home. 
but we'll also be watching the Cavs game. They're in Boston. That game starts at 7.30, but we'll be there 7 till whatever the Cavs game ends. Oh, it starts at 7.30. Right, but we'll be, we'll be there at 7. The game okay. starts at 7.30, and they'll be, we're going to do a rotating bunch of all of us in and out between being on air, because we'll be, if you can't get there, we will, it will be on YouTube, and then we'll be schmoozing with the fans that come to see us. Mingling, so we'll all kind of rotate say. out. It's going to yeah. be fun. Kissing babies, as you like to refer I'm, to uh, it. Yeah, no, no kissing babies. No actual like, fist bumps, a lot of elbows. First of all, if there are bumps. babies in the casino, no, it doesn't matter. It's twenty-one plus. I, you got to be twenty-one plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, no I, no babies. We've got a serious issue safe. if there are you're babies safe. in attendance. No, no, no. Look, I'm not hearing Mike. Is anybody else not hearing Mike? I'm here, Mike. Okay. Now, the best thing about this, I believe this is an F-R-E-E event. Oh, yes. Correct. Then you get free tickets for showing up. <laughs> Just look, bro. Look at this. You get free. a free event. Like, this is, listen, this is, guys, if you didn't get your girl nothing for Christmas, bad on you. You could get her, you could smoke screener right now and say, babe, we're going to go out and see the guys. We got a big night plan. Big, big night plan. <laughs> Get a bottle of that 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 Boone's Farm and cap that boy off at the right. And for five bucks, you got a yeah. great date. Great date. I mean, she there like, you go. We're going to be giving away, as Mike mentioned, we're giving away Cavs tickets, right, Mike, to everybody who shows up? I was told by the good people at Caesars Wait, really? and the Cavs that if you show up, you get two Cavs tickets to a future game as well. So, Well, so not only is it free, we're paying people That's to come. Right. Yeah. We're giving away tickets. Yeah. I mean, what's the value of an average Cavs ticket? 60 bucks? Somewhere in there. Gotta I don't be. know. Yeah. We're also so giving away UCSS It's like a $120 value. To show up. I mean, it's got to be worth at least 500 bucks to meet us. If we don't get 5,000 people out there tonight, I would be disappointed. Yeah. You're giving away free tickets. Gee, are you bringing any uh, Kool-Aid Mafia swag? Yeah, yeah I got some, some stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I got a couple things. I got a couple of rally flags, a couple things. I also got some barbershop wristbands. You get a, a complimentary VIP barbershop Are those wristbands. the very popular color? Yeah, and one is a glow in the dark. One's an orange. Ooh. Oh, I need one of those. Yeah, they, they glow in the dark. That way, we're I can also find giving my way away some them. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show T-shirts. And what we're saying is, this is a big extravaganza. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. I mean, it's an extravaganza. If you live anywhere in the vicinity, you're getting two free Cavs tickets to come hang out with us. Like we're so uncool that we're giving away Cavs <laughs> tickets for you to hang out with us. That's crazy. Right? So it there's is no nuts. excuse not to show up. No excuse. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, right. I, guys, if I were you, I would anticipate. Do we have security? Bodyguards for these guys. That's what Anthony's here for. Wait, Anthony's the bodyguard. Is Daryl coming? Uh, Let me text Daryl. Daryl was our bodyguard. (laughs) Daryl was our bodyguard. Listen, you guys are crazy to think Daryl wouldn't show up. He came to my party. We could we could hold a barbecue on a train track and Daryl would show That's up. That's true. Daryl's our is one of our best biggest Darryl fans. Daryl is our bodyguard. He was that uh, when we went to the He's a big imposing guy yeah, too. Yeah, huge. Yeah. And so and he he's was, got the voice of God. All he has to do is say step away from the ball. And people will start running. <laughs> he, he has a very, very nice wife. I met his wife, his kids. He brought all of them over to his the His brother's uh, w- uh, a great yeah, guy. He, he came to G's birthday an, party. Daryl's right. yeah. 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 a guy. Yeah, yeah Daryl's a guy. Daryl's Also, it. if anyone's looking, it's the Sherwin-Williams entrance. Just That's the easiest okay. way. When you get to the Rock, Sherwin the Sherwin-Williams entrance. entrance. You can't miss us. Come upstairs. Come hang out with us. Oh, now, the only way this could be better is if you could get free admittance to the Monsters game. That's Is that a is that going to happen? I, I, that is beyond my knowledge. You never know. No idea. You never know what's going to happen and, as the day Show up and find long. out. Yeah. If, if, if you don't surprises. get it for free, we apologize in advance. We're just saying it could happen. Who you knows? Could, could just magically I mean, these, down these there free cast tickets just materialized. Out of nowhere. And so, let me make something very clear real quick. Just so we're off the hook. Yeah. We put in the chat. So if you're watching, Anthony put the link in the chat. The chat, the, the link is to Caesars. 
which promises the free tickets. That is not coming from UCSS. That is coming from Caesars. All right. We are giving away barbershop swag, UCSS swag. But in the, you can see the link in the chat. That is where you get your two tickets. Make sure you guys click the link. Show up. Oh, so you won't get them when you get I, there. It says you show up, you get two tickets. But okay. I'm just making sure you guys know that is not us promising. No, that bring your Caesar's phones, click your link, click on so the link when you get there. It should be super easy. That's a great deal. By the way. I mean, who wouldn't want to go? We should mention, we don't really ever give them any mention, but the uh, Cleveland Monsters are in first place in their division. Well, Who else in their division? Go. Who else in their division? Uh, Syracuse. They're tough. Erie. Syracuse Crunch, I believe I'm it is. I'm right now. The Rochester Americans. Altoona. Toronto Marlies, I believe. Overrated. Then BEL, I don't know what that is. UTC, I don't know what that Not is. Not a lot LA. of guys out. A lot Utica. of guys out. Yeah, Utica. Utica. Well, Utica's tanking Oh, Utica, right I should know that. They're, they're, they're tanking. Right. They're Utica's going tanking. for the number one pick. 12 games yeah, yeah, in that. Yeah. They have 29 points to lead the North Division. So there you go. Yeah, the the... The Monsters' best player, Scooby-Doo, is unbelievable. I would highly recommend checking him out. That's the not left nice. winger, killer. Gotta be dead. Don't killer. disparage the, the yeah, Monsters that's, that's like that. That's not right. The Monsters are good. They're in first place. Uh, you talking you about Scooby-Doo? Have you been to a Monsters game, Mike? Who's I, on that Anthony, line? I Bugs went with Bunny, Anthony Scooby-Doo? to a Monsters game last year. Wow. Wow. I, I will tell you, I'm year. not a much of a hockey fan. But oh, live, it's awesome. Hockey in person is the best. Unbelievable. What it really is. And they do a great job down there. They do. It feels like a big-time show. It, it really does. I mean, it does. Nice and the product. Yeah. The product between this level and the NHL, the trained eye obviously can see it. But if you're a hockey fan and you go, are you not entertained? It's quality hockey. It's yeah. quality hockey yeah. and, and well done. All right, uh, McNuggets, what else do we got? What business do we have to take care of before we dive in? Not much. We're going to start with some uh, unfortunate injury news. And as always, our first topic of the day is brought to us by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Mike, we yes. have a record for everything you know, these days. What, I think we've broken the record for most consecutive days with you saying, the Browns have unfortunate injury news. I mean, you. I think you've said that like 13 yeah. days in a and row. And the lying. thing is, I haven't lied yet, yeah, which is terrible. And yesterday we got news that Grant Delpit, we knew he was hurt, but he's officially headed to the IR. Kevin Stefanski said he may be able to, ret to return for the playoffs. That's still TBD. Right. And Agbo, kudos to him for playing the second half of last week's game against Jacksonville with a torn peck with essentially one arm. Fairly early. Yeah, it happened in the second quarter. Yeah. And so he played. He came on out for a little bit. Our came photographer back. Sean had a great angle of it. I don't know if you've ingested that video. I haven't seen it yet. It's I'll a look great. For it. I mean, you see, he tugged on the quarterback, had it pulled, and you immediately see him grab it. Mm -hmm. And he can't. You know, he he knows it's bad, and all of his teammates are saying, "Get down, get down, get down." He played after that. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's he's a warrior. The Browns they, they've dealt with incredible amounts of injuries, but these guys are tough yeah. as nails, and we've seen Oof. guys play through stuff that most wouldn't. But I hate asking this question because it's cliche, it seems silly, but with all the injuries that have continued to mount up for the Browns this year, is the team cursed? Oh, Mike. Bull doesn't believe in curses, so you can't He also doesn't that. believe in smiles, puppies, and rainbows, but I still have to ask the question. Yeah, no, it's, it's not cursed. Uh, it's bad luck, and that's really the only way you can explain it. Um, when you look around the league, there are teams that have similar number of injuries. There's only one that has more. I think what, what's hit particularly hard is because all these injuries are to contributors. They're all the guys that you don't want to miss on the field. 
Uh, it's just bad luck. You know, you can try to say, well, it's the fact that you can't hit anymore. Neither can the other 31 teams. Right. You can try to say that it was an early bye week. Yes, the Browns did have an early bye week, but there have been teams that have played nine weeks in a row without getting a bye that haven't suffered this kind of attrition. I think the only way you can, and I know a lot of people are trying to say the strength coach isn't doing his job. Oh, stop. I mean, it's just one of those <laughs> things. It's a fluky yeah, thing. Injuries are like spinning a wheel. It's, Go ahead, Blue. It's just, I mean, it's, it, is, it seems ludicrous at this point. I, 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 I'm all, it's almost like you, you got to laugh to say, like, this is silly. But the good news is, I'm, I'm going to spin this in a positive way. Miles Garrett showed improvement clearly last week from the week before. He's your most important defensive lineman. Yeah. You have him. Your linebacking core right now is very healthy and playing pretty well. Okay? Ho- Juan Thornhill's injury doesn't seem to be a long-term thing, so hopefully he'll be back. Denzel Ward, even if he's not back this week, he's obviously getting close, and he's your most important guy in the secondary. Joe Flacco's playing well at quarterback. You know, nothing's changed at running back. Obviously, you'd want Nick Chubb, but the running backs, nobody else has gotten further hurt. I know Ford got banged up a little, but he's probably going to play. Amari Cooper's getting healthier. Your tight end position is fine. Yeah, okay, your left tackle and right tackle, but they were both out last week, and, and you played pretty well. So, yeah, there's been a lot of injuries. Yes, they've mattered. Yes, if you had Nick Chubb and this guy and that guy, it'd be better. But this is one of these wacky, crazy seasons. You know, it would make sense that the one time the Browns make a deep run in the playoffs for the first time in forever would be a year where everything on paper says no chance. Happens sometimes. I know another team that went to a, a championship round when they had no business based on their roster. How about the 2016 Cleveland Indians? Their yeah. pitching staff was ravaged by injuries. It was ridiculous. One had, fewer injuries, they're probably World Series champions. No doubt. I mean, Certainly they, possible. They missed but some they, big quality starts in that series. They essentially had three viable pitchers that whole World Series. Cody Allen, Andrew Miller, and, and Shane Bieber. Uh, not Shane Bieber. And Corey Kluber. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was basically it. The rest of their rotation, you were holding your breath with rotation. The rest of the pitching staff, period. I thought, along the way, you thought, oh, they're going to lose to Toronto. They're going to lose to, I can't even remember who they played in the first round now. They did it. It was a weird year. They got to the World Series. Crazier things have happened. The AFC, there's been a lot. These other teams don't have as many injuries as the Browns, but a lot of these other teams have key injuries, too. Is there's anybody nobody a, that's that good in the AFC. Is Minnesota now the only other team on their fourth quarterback? Correct. Yes. Minnesota's okay. on number four as well. That's, that's crazy. You know, I, I woke up today, you know, fellas, and, you know, it's just it's a little cold out. And, you know, I woke up and, you know, my, my you know, range of motion in my neck wasn't that good. And I'm like, okay, man. So it took me a little while to warm the, the right arm up. And, and, you know, I'm going down, getting my clothes on. It took me a little bit longer to put the hoodie on. And, like, that's that's a football life like that's li- listen when you sign up to play football you make a deal with the devil you really do uh any orthopedic surgeon any trainer will tell you if you ask them and i'll ask bernie Kozar <gasps> later on today he knows it when you sign up to play football you understand that you can die on the field you can 
be injured permanently. You could be paralyzed. You lose movement. Yeah. You could lose. You you can have an injury that ends your career, or you're going to deal with something that that gets you the rest of your life. And it doesn't have to be just NFL guys. It's good. Just countless college guys or high school guys who've had the same thing happen. That is what the game is. And a lot of fans and sometimes the media and, uh, and some people who just enjoy the game don't realize what they sign up for because it's so entertaining to watch these guys play. It is part of it. It, it is almost like bye weeks or or winning and scoring touchdowns. It's bread. It's, it's baked into the game. So when somebody says we would have been doing this if it wasn't for injuries, no, you can't say if it wasn't for injuries. That's the only thing that that is guaranteed is you will be injured. It's just about when in your career you're going to have it. And so, how bad. And how bad it's going to be. So all these injuries here, these guys, it's not the strength and conditioning coach. Nobody, no matter, no, no matter how much strength Nick Chubb has, and he's one of the most physically imposing, intimidating, gifted athletes I've ever seen. With the strongest, With lower, the strongest half lower half of anybody in the league. You put a helmet on somebody's knee when it's planted, you're blowing that ligament out. It just is what it is. Yep. The pectoral muscle, they tell you when you're tackling, when you get anything outside the framework of your body, it's gone. Torn triceps, all of that. So they know what it is. And, and I think for a lot of them, I feel bad for them because it's just knowing that you got to go through that level of rehabilitation. I, I heard when Maurice Hurst said, he's like, Maurice Hurst, like, man, we got something special going here. I'm sad for the fans. However, when you see your people go down like that, you, the guys behind them now have to take that mantle. You, your, your comrades are falling. You pick the flag up and you carry it as long as you can carry it. That's right. And that's the model you got to have. Now they got to have some young guys. Uh, you, you, Alex Wright, Siaki Ika. There's linebackers. Uh, uh, you know, that, that Fields is going to have to play. One uh, man's injury is another man's opportunity. That's your too. chance. Your, and, th and think about it. We said it yesterday. How many of those individuals have been sitting at home and their family been waiting? Yeah. Hey, you think yeah. you want to dress this week? Hey, you thinking we're the special teams this week? Yeah. You can't tell me. And that they're hungry. Looking. They're hungry right now. Yeah. And you're hungry on a team that you know can be in the playoffs. That's a great opportunity. And it'd be a chance to be a contributor. That, I mean, that, that's huge. a great opportunity. And you know what, guys? Here's another positive spin on it. The Browns may have the most injured players. The guys who are filling in, it means the Browns have the most guys who have played less which means they're fresher. There yeah. it is. And they got also, a lot of fresh players. those guys uh, will have more experience when the playoffs roll around. Yep. The, yep. Obviously, these games are all big. But you said yesterday, when you start playing against teams that don't have noticeable weaknesses, like it's fine when you're playing against Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's fine when you're playing <laughs> against teams that you should beat on paper. Right. But when you see a team, the one thing I can promise you, whoever does get the ticket punched in the AFC, they are going to have won the battle of attrition. There's 11 teams vying for those very precious seven spots. That means four really good teams aren't going to make it. But that also means all of the teams that make it are survivors. Yep. They don't have weaknesses. They have depth. So it's really going to become apparent when you start lining up left and right tackles that are not good, when you start lining them up against teams that have waves of pass rushers that can come at you, and you can't get help from a tight end or a guard mm -hmm. on a particular one-on-one -on -one matchup. So they're but, getting experience now, yeah. so when the playoffs roll around, they're battle-tested. But, Jay, I don't think you said the teams that make it are not going to have weaknesses. They are. I mean, they will, but they won't they have won't the be as many as that, the other teams that are sure, not making it. They're the teams. Right now, there's a mountain. 
and there's seven flags to be planted in that mountain. And there's 11 teams that are two-thirds of the way up that mountain and can see the path to the top. There are teams that are seven and six that are a game out of the first playoff. The wild card A lot of them. So what that means is whenever you have a lot of quality teams, the path to a championship becomes more difficult. We talked all season long about how difficult it was going to be in the AFC and how there were no good teams in the NFC. I saw three or four different power rankings yesterday. Not that they're the end-all, be-all. But most of them had the top three teams in the NFC. I don't think anybody thought there would be no good teams, just not as many good teams. They, we, we sat here and said, man, to be in the NFC. Well, Look at the quarterback gauntlet you have to go through because, to get there in the right, AFC. Right, but everybody thought Philly and, and Philly and, and San, San Francisco, Francisco, I think, were the two teams. Yeah. But right now Minnesota, in the playoffs. Minnesota and Dallas were there. I think Dallas kind of jumped up, and, and they haven't had many. I believe in Dallas for the first time in forever. We'll see if they can prove they, it in the playoffs. I believe in yeah. them until the playoffs roll around. Yeah, they we'll always see. do something. They got a ch- well, they'll have to prove it, obviously, like a lot of other teams. But to your point, nobody in the AFC has clinched yet. No, nobody, and that's we have four that's weeks telling. to go. Yeah, I and no, but not a single team, not even Baltimore, who's no. got the number one seed right now. It's not clinched. And know. the Browns are. We talked yesterday. There's a pathway for the right. Browns to get the number one uh, seed. Uh, There's a pathway for them to miss the playoffs. I would yep. not want to play. I I just wouldn't want to play these seven and six teams. Like, think about it. Like, if you're a team who you have your quarterback, if you're Baltimore, don't you just want to be like, can we fast forward this to the playoffs? Like, sure. If, if you're yeah. Patrick Mahomes, like, can you say because? We've already lost our quarterback. We've already lost our best playmakers. Baltimore is the only team in the division that is currently playing their starting quarterback. Yes. So you got them and Mahomes, and then obviously the the, uh, the Dolphins. If you're those teams, you you have to be thinking. Let us just get to the playoffs and sure. just without no injuries. Because once you, if you look at the Browns, the Bengals, I wouldn't really want to play the Bills either because they you, they still got Josh Allen. But if you're playing the Cleveland Browns. They have nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing. House, house money, really, when you think about it. I mean, I know we had playoff expectations, but we all sat here and said they were going to be 9-8 and eight before the season started. We all, you know, I mean, I, I can't remember what you had. Yeah, but I think was, for the most part, we were all like 9-8. and eight, They're going to be a bubble playoff team. Or, yeah. You know, they win this weekend. They're at nine wins. One other thing I want to throw out there real quickly. Um, uh, there's a melt that someone sent me yesterday of Miles Garrett plays um, from NFL Films. So it, it was. There was sound. He on was it. mic'd up. Yeah. Oh my God! They're put, they put awesome. like fourteen plays in a row, and literally the yeah. sound. It's the initial collision, as yeah. you know. Yeah. At that point of contact on the offensive line, mm-hmm. the grunts and the absolute volume of the sound of the collisions of mm-hmm. two massive men with strength and speed coming together, play after play after play. When I see melts like that, it really does drive home to me. Just how physical and violent that position in particular can be. You, you meanwhile, be, yeah. I, meanwhile, I hear the word melts. I think of melting the grilled too. cheese place, I was, right? I, 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 I know I'm like, I'm hungry. You're making that. me hungry, Jay. Yeah, I probably should have explained. It is. It's an industry term. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've heard of it. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. We're okay. going to drop it in the chat. No, no, no I, knew what, I knew what you meant, but I still thought of melting. It's okay. five minutes long. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's where your mind goes. I do have a question for you guys, and we're going to drop the Miles Garrett melt. Which for you guys is a little montage. Do we have together. it? Do we have it pulled? It's five minutes long. Yeah, it's so long. we're gonna drop it in the chat so you can watch it. But it's so good. It's definitely worth your time. It's worth the five minutes. And Miles Garrett's a cool dude. But we talked about the guys going to IR. That's only half the Browns' issues. They had about twelve guys not practice yesterday who are still game time decisions. These are just six I, I circled because they're important players. Denzel Ward, who did practice but he's not cleared yet. 
Jordan Elliott still dealing with a concussion. Pochich with a stinger. Thornhill with his calf. Two running backs, four with the wrist, Hunt with the groin. Let's take Ward out of the equation because we thought he was going to play last week. He didn't play. They're still waiting. It's a mobility issue with his shoulder. It's not a pain thing. But of the five guys under Ward, if one of those five couldn't go against Chicago, who would be the biggest loss for the Browns as they get ready to face a My Bears team that's won three or four? Guys. I would say Hunt just because he's proven to be the short yardage. I mean, think about the drives he's kept alive with third and one, third and two, third and three. The goal line situations, what does he have, seven touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. I think he might be the best short yardage back in football. I'm not kidding. He, listen, you know, I know Bull always says efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. He's the guy in baseball terms that you would bring in to steal a base late in the game that's one run. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a critical spot, But if you don't think it's critical, ask the Boston Red Sox how big Dave Roberts' stolen base was. He he wasn't a guy that ever, and nobody would have picked him as the most important guy on the roster. But you can make an argument that that first World Series doesn't happen if they don't have him deep on their bench. And so for me, I think it is Hunt because those yards that he churns out are invaluable at moving the sticks, controlling the clock, keeping drives alive, and most importantly, the exclamation point on a drive, Just the Browns were challenged in the red zone mm-hmm. last year and, and this year without Hunt. But I think that they've, I don't know where they are, where they rank in terms of red zone scores, but I just, by my eye test, I feel a lot more comfortable when Hunt's in there. You had the Liam Neeson conversation. And oh, that was so good. By the, I missed it during overtime yesterday. Your Liam Neeson was yeah. so good. You weren't here. Oh, you were upstairs. Yeah, I was upstairs. Was upstairs. Yeah, yeah, that was my fi- one of my favorite Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was really good. Now, you, well, the Liam Neeson thing, it, it brings me back to today. And, and when he says he has a unique set of skills. <laughs> That's and exactly right. Hunt got a unique set of skills where he's, he's, he's kamikaze through there. He's a tornado. Like, you got two yards, he might go over top of you. You got two yards, he might run through you. And you could tell it takes a toll on his body because after these hits, there's not, you know, you don't the kind of mindset you got to have going against eight, nine man boxes and he won't be denied on the goal line. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't know if this could be something other teams use, but I do believe since the, in the league now, the refs are getting so good at one thing. The, they know where you be down at. David, them little touchdowns 10 years ago where you, you down at the three-yard line and they give it to you anyway. <laughs> yeah, not ain't anymore. nobody getting that out. They'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're down at the four, young man. You were stepped out. So now, them yards, you got to really get that. So I'm wondering in the league, will you have a short yardage back who is like, hey, we expecting you to run through guys and get these little touchdowns, especially if you ain't got a team. Who else is going to do it who, yeah, who, on this so roster? You're picking Kareem Hunt also. Yes. So, as soon as Mikey asked that question, for the entire time as you guys were talking, I was paying attention, but also it was going around my mind like a three-way tie. And Hunt was one of the three guys. Uh, Juan Thornhill was one of the three guys. But in the end, especially because you guys already made the argument for Hunt, and it's a good argument, I'm going to go with Ethan Pochich because the Browns' offensive line, obviously – tackle's been a, a mess because they've had injuries. Yeah. But the one thing they've had all year, or almost all year, is the middle of that line has been there. But yeah. Tony, I think, missed one game. I don't think Teller's missed any. I don't think Pochich has missed any. Time, but not games. Right. And so that quality, and it's probably the best guard-center-guard combo in the league. Wow. I mean, 
It's right there. I don't know because I don't study the other ones. I, I don't like either. It. But I like it. And you're right. When you think about the problems we've had on the wings, yeah. thank the Lord that we've had that's stability right. in the and, middle. And, and I think that's so important. Not to mention, you got Joe Flacco. He hasn't played in a year. Just got used. Is getting used to taking yeah. snaps from poaching. And that's important that quarterback right? center. And especially because he's under center all the time. Yeah. The only so, reason I would say that I, that would I would have pause on that is because remember, Pochitz is a replacement to a guy the Browns already had penned in as a starter. So if in. not Ethan, you've got Harris in the wings. But we don't. Who's proven to be a pretty good center? He's I, when see, he's playing. I, I don't been, agree with that. I don't think he's proven that. I mean, wow, I do. I think he's. How been, many games has he even played? But you know what? When he's been in there, he's he's invisible, which is what you want an offensive lineman to be. Yeah, I, I, and I, at one point he was the starter. I, if not Hunt, who? But he was he wasn't he was the starter only because they didn't think they had anybody else at the time. Well, they, they I don't made know that a he move. Earned the role, but I just think right now on this team, the middle of that line is huge, and so I'm going to go with Poach. But I, obviously, I, there's a great case to be made. Who for is Hunt. the short yardage guy if Hunt can't go? Because uh, I, I watched the way these guys run. I don't know. I, mean, I don't ha- even know who's on. Who, is John Kelly still on the practice squad? It's Nick Harris, fullback dive, or DTR. Is uh, DTR. Who's on the no, but I mean, I'm not. I, I'm. I know that. Like, I, there's a difference to me between fourth and inches, fourth and you know, and one. I, when I say short yardage, I mean third and three and in. The right. answer. And you're not going to give the ball to Nick Harris out of third and they, three. They don't have one, Jay. Like, no, like, I know, and that's told, why for me, it's Kareem Hunt. Strong. We've seen Jerome Ford have opportunities, have not come Their running through. styles don't yeah. fit that mold. You're, you know, right. you called him a kamikaze. That's a great word for him. Those guys that are, that are they're warriors, and they are sacrificing their body. And I love how angry and violent and determined he runs in those situations. When we talked to Kareem at the, uh, at the event around Thanksgiving at Town Hall, the one thing that you could tell he takes great pride in is the fact that I want the ball in that spot. I am yeah. going to get you the couple of yards that you need, and they're going to have to basically kill me to not to keep me from he, getting either the first down or the touchdown. He is, I, I such, think a, he is such a big part of it. Yeah. Just the heart. He's such a huge part of the team, man. It's just like you can see it. Like when he got back in here and he got an opportunity to get back playing, it was just like you 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 felt the team be rejuvenated. Like they was like that's the impact that we need. I wanted right. to ask you guys a question um, because we talked about the tackles um, going into the playoffs. When you only have one game, you 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 playing must win games at yes. that point. At some point, do they look at it? They threw a, they threw a smoke screen at us earlier. At some point, do you say Joe Batonio left tackle, Nick Harris at guard, hmm. Poachers at center? And we'll, we'll 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 have one bad tackle in Hudson and figure out if he can figure I, it on the right side. I don't think so. Yeah. I think if they were going to do that, they would have done it already. I, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think the playoffs is the time to experiment yeah, with that. I, they have tried it a little bit with not much success. I don't. I think they you know at least they have that strength in the middle. And why why weaken your left guard immensely? Yeah, left tackle. Even Batonio, not used to playing left tackle, he did it a little while, a couple of years ago would probably be better than Christian, but mm-hmm. I think the gap between him and Christian at left tackle is not as big as the gap between him and Nick Harris at left guard. And, and Nick Harris is not really a guard anyway. I think he'd probably use Michael Dunn more than Nick Harris. Uh, no, Michael Dunn's hurt. Uh, but I don't know. I can't even think of their backup guards right now. Well, they're in a situation I, where they just don't yeah. have a lot of healthy bodies. I mean, Garrett Christian's and, played okay. 
Yeah, I think he's he playing okay. He's not, he's not been totally horrible. No. Like, no. And we just we just need to get. It James. seems like he's had some penalties and, and bad news, spots, putting yeah. us in first and fifteen, first and twenty. Hudson Hudson has to. He can't have pre-snap penalties. No. The good news is this week the Bears do not have much of a pass rush. No, they don't. Which oh, is they, that is good yeah. news. Oh no, they got Montez Sweat. They have him. Yeah, That's but it. when you look at their team numbers, they're not yeah. they're not a, among league leaders in getting after quarterbacks. You you mentioned the the f- f- early starts. When up, Lomas Brown told me this once. He's in, later in his career, his role was as a mentor, and he would tell young tackles, particularly left tackles, he said the propensity to move early was when they knew they were outmatched. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get that, particularly in passing downs, yep. they were trying to get that from, from position A to position B where you're swung out and you're back a couple of mm-hmm. yards, and they knew they were outmatched, and they were nervous about it, so they were trying to get the advantage. Yep. And, and, and he would just say... Just in those situations, you don't move until you see them move. And forget about the ball. Forget about the snap count. You know when they move, the ball's hot. Right. And you're just going to have to make up for your deficiency with quick feet. That's 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 crazy. You're right. You're right. You you move when they move. And and guess what? If they move and it's it's false start. It's okay. It's it's, it's, it's on you. Yep. You drew them and you you get the flag. We're going to talk a lot about the Bears' defense tomorrow and the effect Montez Sweat has had on the Bears' defense. So that conversation is coming. We're going to spend some time on Justin Fields, how the Browns have to slow him down. But if you're watching in the chat, hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Do us a favor. It's free, and you would be amazed at how much a simple click of the like button, a thumbs up, does to help UCSS get out to everybody in the world, bringing the best Browns content, the best Cavs content, Guardians, Cleveland content to anyone who's not currently in Cleveland who wants it. So do us a favor. I would appreciate it. A personal thank you from McNuggets. Just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and do us a favor. Guys, the Browns have struggled against some mobile quarterbacks this season, and Justin Fields may be as mobile, if not more mobile, than any quarterback in football. He leads the Chicago Bears in rushing yards this season, despite missing a few games, which shows how often he's willing to scramble, how effective he's been. If you were Jim Schwartz, if you guys, and G, we'll start with you, if you were trying to figure out a game plan, a strategy, to stop Justin Fields, both in the passing game and the rushing game, how would you do it? Um, Justin Fields, to me, has been playing a little bit better. Um, but like any other quarterback, Justin Fields becomes a regular when he has to decide in a millisecond where, where the pressure is coming from, what they're doing, and having some sort of plan to keep him contained. Um, when you Justin Fields, when he's doing planned runs, see, there's a difference between Planned runs that are going to get you yards and scrambles. To me, the planned runs that get you yards are more dangerous because off those planned runs, you now have other things you move to in your playbook. Maybe it's now I'm going to do RPOs. Now I'm going to set it up off the screen. Now I'm going to throw it quick. Or now, now all those things are great because it's, it's within the schedule of the plays. I'm not necessarily worried about him running around trying to make plays. Because at the end of the day, we love that. That's when your strip sacks come around. That's when that's when you get guys putting the ball. That's when he's loose with the football. That's when he's throwing against his body. That's when he's throwing with it without his base being set. I love a quarterback, especially a younger quarterback, that wants to move around and make plays because it gets excitable. It's just like having a check on Friday when you're young. You get that check, you be forgetting, man. I got bills to pay. You be right at the mall. They're like, yeah, I'm out here creating. No, you're not. That's when it's, no, you're not. We're, I, listen, and think about this. Even when Trevor Lawrence, right? Same draft class, I believe, right? No, one or after the other. 
Even when Trevor same draft class, same draft class. Even when Trevor Lawrence last week was trying to create, what did it look like? He 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 was throwing off target. He was throwing the football. Guys throwing the ball up for 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 chance. Three interceptions. I like that type of energy. So if it's me, go ahead. I invite him to run around a little bit and see what he gives up. Mind you, this is the same Justin Fields that they that that, that got sacked. I believe not this last year, but the year before, ten times or something. Miles Garrett had five sacks on him. Now, granted, Miles is a little injured right now, but same thing, same premise works. And to your point, also, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who did struggle when he was getting out of the pocket, uh, is a much more accurate thrower in general than Justin Fields yes. is. So, Justin Fields, yes, I'm. I, to me, and, and listen, DJ Moore has really been great for the Bears. He's having a tremendous season despite the fact that overall they don't have a great passing game. So he is dangerous, and that's the big reason you want Denzel Ward back. But the, the most scary thing about the Bears, without a doubt, is Justin Fields running the ball. And as G said, the plan runs. You're right. When, that, when, that, go, I'm not because you that yeah, graphic, yeah. bring that back. The graphic where it the said all the yards and the touchdowns. Yeah. Receiving At, or the against the Browns? Against the Browns. 176, Steve, 176. All of these, bull, all of these right here, these are design runs. I can remember each one of these, right? Yeah. The yeah. Minshew read options, Lamar Jackson with the misdirection, yeah. Russell Wilson when he was pointing it out. Those are all, all, run, all runs. Yeah, that they and those aren't crazy yardage numbers, but you see five touchdowns in those four games. And uh, the Browns lost. Oh, no, they beat the Colts. They, they won two and two, lost two. two and but two the two that games. they won, the two that they lost, or excuse me, one yeah. could have easily been L's. Yeah, yeah, those were, yeah, right. And uh, so I am worried about Justin Fields and the design runs. I mean, he's, in terms of design runs, he's, you know, right there with Lamar, as good as any sure. quarterback in the league at running the ball. But I think you're right. When he is trying to make something happen and running that way, he gets himself in trouble that way. So, yeah. hold, but what do, what do they do? Like, we talked about this, I think, the last time when they played Lamar, about having JOK spy him. Is that part? You think that's part of the game plan? This is where this is the difficult thing. I, I would love to be in these meetings because I was Jim Schwartz is probably sitting there saying to himself, "Okay, we got two options here. We're losing pass rushers. Oboe is out of the game. One of our best now at D tackle hurts hurts, but you still got Shelby Harris who will probably end up starting Dalvin Thompson. Yeah. You got Miles Garrett. You you, you don't have Oboe anymore. You got Darius Smith who's been banged up." You're one of your best pass rushers is JOK. Yeah, he's one of you. But do you want to take him out of of the coverage? Because one thing he keep does, him in the middle and follow him and follow him. Do you want to rush him or keep him back there? Because if you spy him, you do a really good job of making sure that giving some time for your ends to get home. However, if your ends aren't getting home early, he may be wondering, hey, can I go ahead and blitz JOK? By the way. He loves to blitz the safeties, too. Dump it blitz a lot these last few games. Yeah. He's out now, too. I think Bull's question is actually the answer. Um, the way I look at this game is, um, I always love how Bill Belichick builds a defensive game plan. What, let's, put, let's look at the other team's hand. Mm -hmm. What are their strong cards? And no question, Justin Fields is their ace. He is the guy that can hurt you. When he's playing well, this is a pretty good offense. Yeah. When he's not playing well, he's typically running when he shouldn't, maybe a little too much, and then trying to do too much with his arm when it's just not there. JOK has, and I'm not saying he's a pro bowler. I will say this with confidence. There have been times this year where he absolutely has played at a pro yes. bowl level. 
Whether or not his season and his body of work justifies a Pro Bowl nod, I don't know yet. What I do know is I've seen him play at a Pro Bowl level against some really good teams. I What he does is particularly kind of the kryptonite to what Justin Fields does. Put him in the middle, use him as a spy to make sure that he goes horizontally on the field wherever Justin Fields goes. And in the case where the pocket breaks down and he decides he's going to run, JLK has one job, be a heat-seeking missile and bring down the quarterback. So I know you lose a little bit in the middle of your defense when you take one of your resources and you pre-assign him for every play, but I think this team demands that kind of attention and And, this quarterback. And it'll be also key, hopefully both Thornhill and Ward will play because if if you, let's say they... Let's say they're using JOK to spy, and let's say the front is not really getting adjusted fields consistently. Right. Well, then the next thing is cover. We got to cover. Absolutely. Well, if I got Denzel Ward, right, their only big, their two biggest threats in their passing game are DJ Moore. Of course. I'd want Denzel Ward on most of the time. Who's their second biggest threat? It's probably their tight end, Cole, Cole Komet. Komet. Yeah, it is. And I, I could use Thornhill's help on Cole Komet there. So, but if, if I imagine have if both guys, those guys are if out, if both now. those guys are out, then I, you know, then it gets even trickier. But right. if you can get both those guys back, then your secondary is, you know, relatively is is completely healthy except for Delpit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had a nice year. He's a decent, you know, he's playing. Cole Komet is kind of like their David Njoku, like he's a yeah. pretty good he player. Is. And by the way, quickly before McNuggets jumps in here on the whole situation with Justin Fields, he, he knew that this year was this was his make it year. This was it. And with the recent changeover in Bears' front office and the fact that they're sitting on these incredible resource draft picks, they've got a big, big decision to make. Yeah. And I have to say, coming into this season, I didn't think it was going to be a difficult decision. I had not seen enough from Justin Fields to think that this is the guy I'm going to plant my flag in. Yeah. I just, I don't, I didn't think he was there. Watching him a number of times, their entire games, and watching him very closely, he has really matured as a quarterback this year. He has turned a corner for me. Whether or not he's the guy that the Bears want to say we're not going to take a quarterback with those yeah. early first-round picks, that's up to them. Yeah. But if they decide to go a different direction with those picks and keep him as their franchise guy, I think I'd be okay with that, where at the beginning of the year, I never thought I'd get to that point. Well, I, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on Justin Fields. Right. And I, at the beginning of the year, I agree with you. At the beginning of the year, I was like, no. Yeah. And now I'm not quite yes, but I'm definitely on the fence. And it is a tough decision because if you believe enough, I, ultimately, if you think one of these quarterbacks coming out this year is the next elite superstar, then uh, you probably take them. Sure. But if, you, if you're not sure, then you might as well stick with Fields because you could get Marvin Harrison and, you know, the best offensive lineman That's or the crazy. best defensive lineman. Think about if you had, if Justin Fields had Marvin Harrison, DJ Moore, I mean, that's a pretty nasty one-two combo. They drafted a, a right tackle last year. You could take Joe Alter, the guy from Penn State this year, who's a top-five tackle. Right. Beef nice, up, beef up nice that foundation. line. Give him the protection that he needs. If you buy this guy a yeah. half second on, on average for drop back, it changes the entire dynamic of their offense. And, and again, I think if, if we continue, and again, I'm not completely sold. We'll see how the playoff goes. But if things continue to trend a little more towards defense, and now, well, I don't need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I just need a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Well, Justin Fields, I don't think he's ever going to be elite personally, but I think he could. I think he could land in that good category. Sure. And if you have enough talent around him, 
You might be able to it's win. About, it's yeah. about we'll assets. Get to, uh, we'll get to no fence riders in a yeah. sec, but you had a question about the wide nine scheme against mobile quarterbacks. We saw when they played the Rams and the, the Broncos to an extent, McVay and Peyton were able to design run plays to counteract the wide angles of the pass rushers. Is that something – and listen, the Bears' offensive coordinator and their offensive scheme is not Sean Payton caliber and not Sean McVay caliber. So let's get that point blank out of the way to begin with. But is that an area you think Chicago may look to attack with design quarterback runs as Miles Garrett and whoever's lined up on the opposite of him use these wide angles, maybe not necessarily in traps, but in certain counter formations and ways to kind of take advantage of the space that the Browns intentionally uh, vacate in order to get pass rushes. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I look at, and, and I had to go back and, and get into my bag of <laughs> tricks because I was sitting there looking in at the Ram when I, when we saw the Rams and they were using the jet motion and handing the ball to the receiver or reverses in, in quick little read option plays where it just looks like they don't have assignment football. The ends come crashing down, quarterbacks is outside of them getting outflanked, get no leverage on the jet reverses and different things like that. See, this is almost like in the equivalent of basketball pick and roll. There's a lot of things you could do off the pick and roll. You could double, you can you can hedge and get back. That's kind of a little old. You can ice it. You can do a lot of different things, little jargons to kind of switch up the look and the coverage on the pick and roll. My thing as a defender now is if you're Miles Garrett, you know, you have the superstar ability, right? You have the understanding and the knowledge of what teams are trying to do to you. And if you don't have contain, which Miles Garrett does not have contain responsibilities. Sometimes you got to mix your look up. They think you're crashing. You take one step down. They think you're crashing. You're athletic enough to redirect and get right back out to where you need to go and make that play, right? They, it, it's almost like hedging it like, oh, you thought I was crashing down. I'm out flank. No, I'm not. I just picked. I just picked the, the, the right play. And a lot of times when they got the wrong motion coming back behind there. Also, I look at it the way you set it up is I don't like the way they played in the secondary because the, the safety has to be in that that gap. Safety has to be there as well to kind of if, if Miles Garrett does crash down to make that play. But if you're Miles Garrett, you got to just switch it up. Y'all got the ability to do it. Um, you know, that's something that they're going to try to utilize through the rest of the season. You just have to be like, all right, well, listen, I'm going to just choose. Like, I'm going to just guess. And sometimes guessing works. Sometimes it doesn't. But you got to mix the looks up because right now they feel like you're completely out of the play. You're done. By the way, in terms of JOK, I just saw this stat. I don't even know how, how they come up with this number or exactly what it means, but I saw this uh, players with the best run-stopping grade on defense. I don't know how they get the number, but JOK has the second best run-stopping grade of all defensive players in the NFL. Wow. So he's Is uh, he a pro bowler to you guys? I mentioned that at times he's played like one. I like what you said. I'm not studying guys on other teams well right. enough. Yeah. I feel like he has at certainly many times this year played at that level. Whether he actually makes it or not, who knows? I'm, I'm going to give it to him. You know why? I didn't hear too, too many times in sports yeah. where teams play on teams that are playoff teams yeah. or they got the number one defensive unit and yeah. guys just make the pro bowl. He's got a shot. Because they're yeah. saying, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, you got a great team. You're going to make the playoffs. You're playing on the best defense in the league. Of course they should be in the Pro Bowl. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know what, guys? Whether he makes the Pro Bowl or not, who would have thought we'd be having this discussion a year ago? The fact (laughs) we're asking the question when the best linebacker the Browns have had since their rebirth sat on this show and said, I'd cut bait. 
and he's I'd not be done with him. And it wasn't like he was saying that about players all the time. Like that DeQuell was Jackson was, was almost when he said never that. critical. No, and he just came right out and said it, guys. He's not worth keeping around. Yeah. And, and think about it, Jay. It's not just him. Jordan Elliott was the same way. I know. Like right, Jordan, but Jordan Elliott is not playing at this level. But but he's no, playing nicely. No, but Jordan Elliott is is a serviceable frontline guy. Yes. Like, and he it, was a guy last year that we were like, we were why, is he, why, yeah. is why is he? Why is he here? Right. Why is he, is he here? Uh, Mike, what do you got? I actually was going through the All-22, and I, I came across this JOK run stuff that while we're talking about it for two minutes, I want to show you guys. Steve, yeah. take tag board full play. It shows both angles. This was from the Jaguars' first drive. And watch JOK. Ooh. You see it even better on the backside. Split two defenders and lay the boom <laughs> on Travis Etienne. You literally Ooh. can't do it any better than that. JOK's in the middle. Watch him split two offensive guards. He gets skinny. Whoop. Wow. Lays the boom. The He's been unbelievable against And that's play year. recognition. He knew at the time of the snap where it was going. It seemed like he had no instincts, and now it seems like he's got great instincts. Well, wasn't one of DeQuell's criticisms? I think was he's thinking. Yeah, you don't think at linebacker; you react There's and you let your your natural instincts take over. And I think that's what he's doing now, and that's probably because Jim Schwartz came in and gave him the license to play freely. Yeah, hey man, that he's dude. Great. He, there's no false steps in that. He took his read. He knew. He got there, and you know what's devastating about JOK is. Yeah, if if you get your hands on them, it's, it, that's why I say scheme matters. It matters when they had JOK last year locking up with guards and trying to get off blocks. Mismatch. It's a mismatch. Yeah. You know, Jim Shore says, "Listen, take your re steps, and now you one on one in a hole with a lineman." It's just like playing. It's one on one. It's 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 isolation. He can't guard you. Well, with the quickness, they, they're not. They, they they can't. By the time they realized what he was doing and coming through the gap, plays over. He had the ball carrier on the ground. It, it, that's a cheat code. He doesn't have to engage with you. If he knows where the ball is going, he takes his re-step, He gets there, and it's you and him. You can't put. You can't block him. It's almost the reverse of a running back. Yes. He's finding the hole. And shooting it, yeah. knowing that that's the same hole the, the running back is going to see, yeah. and they're colliding right there, no gain. By the way, you know awesome. another linebacker having a great season, not on the Browns, but he used to be? Mac Wilson's having a really good season. Is he really? He actually Patriots. is. Yeah. He actually is playing wow. very well. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I also just got confirmation Anthony's off bodyguard duty because Daryl is coming tonight. Yeah, so Daryl. He'll be wow. out, out there it. with us can, at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse tonight. Can Ant be uh, Daryl's assistant bodyguard? Assistant to the assistant bodyguard is Anthony. I mean, assistant no offense to, the to assistant Anthony, bodyguard. Anthony, he doesn't look like much of a bodyguard. I do have a security shirt from when I worked at the bar. All right. so, Wear yeah. it. Yellow? Black letters? No, it's just a totally yeah. shirt. And it's the official's yellow, black letters. I'll say this. I see Ant in the gym every every once in a while. Yeah. Like, he might be able to push around some of our smaller viewers that think they <laughs> hey, got Jay. a chance to make a run at bowl. <laughs> if I was still out in the club, if I was still doing my thing and I was G-Bush, I would be like, listen, you listen, I'm going to walk up to you and be like, hey, listen, you're going to give my your information to my guy over there. We'll, we'll be in contact with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, my people. Get in touch with my people. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? Good. I'm glad to hear Daryl's going. Daryl's coming. I got the confirmation. You guys ready for a little? Biggest fan. He, oh, he's the best. Daryl's the guy. We're going to play a little No Fence Riders. Aditi's going to come on in about 20 minutes, so we may have to pause. We'll finish him with Bernie. But let's get into some No Fence Riders. Bears, Browns edition. Uh, for the record, G. Bush, we sent the questions out yesterday. G. Bush sent his answers in at 1025 this morning, yep. which means we already made the graphics and guessed for G. So, G, if you disagree with what you see on the graphic, <laughs> we have to – you guys, I'm going to give you a challenge to guess if 
I guessed for G and or just put him on a side to make it more even or if G really actually answered that way. So let's get to the first one. Will Justin Fields, who we just talked about, have more rushing yards on Sunday than any individual Browns running back? J, Earl, Tyvis, and Bull said yes. G, myself, and Jason said no. I like that. Yeah. You really did, you really did say no. Yeah, no. I, I would have guessed that you would have said yes to that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, no, I don't, I, don't think they, I don't think they do it. You know why? Because I actually think my, my game plan, you'll see coming up uh, tomorrow when, when we do the headlines, I think Joe Flacco and the Browns, they're unstoppable on first drives. <laughs> they're getting seven every week. All they need to do is get a stop and go up 14 nothing, 10 nothing. All of a sudden, just. Can we win a coin toss once in a while, too? And we'd hey, we be taking L's on the coin toss. Oh, my God. They get, they it's get unbelievable. The ball, they get the ball at halftime every, every time. single time. I don't know what our coin flip, coin flip rate is of win, but it seems like every week we're getting the ball to start the game. I don't think, though, G, that even if the Bears are behind. I still think Justin Fields is going to run. He's a weapon. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, and I just, part of the reason I think he'll have more yards than anybody on the Browns is because even if Jerome Ford plays, he's a little banged up. Sure. So I feel like this is a game that Pierre Strong get a few more carries. And I just think the carries will be sprit, uh, sprit, split <laughs> between their three backs this week. So I feel like the Browns, you know, and the Bears are much better against the run than the pass. So I don't see anybody on the Browns having over 50 yards, and I think Justin Fields will have in the 50. Hunt did not practice because of the growing, though. Right, he's banged up too. So I, now, listen. if Ford and Hunt don't play, then maybe Pierre Strong will have a Pierre big game. Str- if you gave Pierre Strong, I'm telling y'all, just just listen to your boy one time. You give Pierre Strong 16, 17 carries, he's gonna look good. He's I, gonna look I good. I agree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I looked at this as I think all three running backs are gonna be there. Yeah. I, you know, I'm being a little optimistic, but, uh, you know. Stefanski Kareem is, Hunt's been on the injury report almost every week, and he's played. And, by the way, Stefanski's the new Belichick when it comes to fantasy. Nothing. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, like you, like, you'll have, don't pick nobody on the Browns, bro. Like, this guy, he spreads it out. He'd be like, yeah, yeah let me get the, give me the Browns don't have good fantasy players. No. no. And, Except and, for their defense. In my biggest league, my keeper league, I've been using their defense yes, their all defense, year. And they've yes. got me a lot of points. Yeah. Can't count on them. Uh, the reason I think that Fields will is, I, to your point, Hunt being hurt, you know, he's one big hit from being sidelined. Um, and so that's not good. I, here's his game logs for rushing yards this year. And he did miss four games. He had 59 yards, three yards, 47, 25, 57, 46, 104, 59, and 58. Here's what stood out to me about that. Justin Fields made a comment early in the season before he got hurt. Why they why they putting handcuffs on me? Why? Right. And a lot he took a lot of flack for that in Chicago in particular. I remember that. And I will tell you that to the Bears' credit, they listened to him. They took off the handcuffs. And after he made that comment, he's gone for 57, 46, 104, 59, and 58. His lowest was 40, 44. Six yards, including a game over a hundred. I only bring that up because I think the Bears said, "You know what? We are kind of taking away Superman's cape. Let's let's. That is what made Justin Fields who he is and what he can do. So let's see what happens. And if he gets hurt, it makes our decision about what we do with our early draft picks next year easier. easier. 
We know that that's not sustainable. We don't want a running quarterback. We go back to the well. Yep. But to his credit, they've won some of those games. He's looked better passing the ball in all of those games. And as a result, I think his comment kind of backed the Bears into making a decision that is, oh, by the way, worked. What's his path? What is the path to them winning, the Bears winning a game? In Cleveland. Sunday? Yeah. Him having a big day running. Because I think it opens yeah. up the pass. If he has like a like a hundred yard rushing day, then it's then we're in trouble. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I, got I think him with that's 50 priority something one. yards. I got him with fifty something. And and I do too. I, I mean, just because if you go by the averages, he's yeah. averaging more than fifty since the comment. But to me, I think the other thing that it, that it, that jumps out at me when I look at look at his numbers is his passing grades have gone up. So it's not like you know he's stealing from one of his skill sets to put a spotlight on one or the other right it's the skill set that he used most to become Justin Fields is now enhancing his other skill set seems to be so I I would think that he's the Bears know that the Bears are going to continue to say run where you think you can run and if he continues to put up those numbers I don't know if the Browns can have a 60 yard runner just because when was last time they did yeah that might be something they try was to do. The Colts game the last time they had a six. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm asking that question rhetorically, but yeah. I think it probably was bull. I mean, they just haven't. Yeah. They haven't had that. You know, they've had. I think uh, against Denver, Ford averaged was averaging like nine yards a carry. I yeah. think he had 12 carries for over 50 yards, but I can't remember if he went over 60. Well, I'm gonna look uh, it up right now. So I, I would just think just, just on the law of averages and the way things have been going the last couple of weeks, and also we talked about this yesterday, the Bears ranked 30th in pass defense. So I'm not going to blame the Browns this week if they're more pass-heavy than run. Oh, 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 Jay, I was going to listen. I got Jerome the- Ford did have 65 yards against Denver. That was the game that they just didn't use him enough. I might, you know what, right? McNuggets? You McNuggets, listen. Take I'm nine for carries. 65. I might actually take nine that back. Nine for 65, wow. I might actually take that back. I just, I, I got a feeling, I don't know why it popped in my head. I, I got a feeling that Joe Flacco will mess around and throw this one almost 50 times. Well, G. Bush, that leads us right to our next one. So let's Real get quick, to our Mike, second question. Yes. Real quick, uh, Jerome Ford, last six games, yards per carry. You ready? Yeah. so, on and off. Back and it's up and down. Yeah. That does right. bring us to our next question. This is a running passing combo for Justin Fields against Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is 565 yards in two games. Will he throw for more yards on Sunday than Justin Fields accumulates total yards? So, Joe Flacco passing yards <clears throat> versus Justin Fields total yards. Gee, I guess for you on this one. And I'm guessing after hearing what you said, I guessed wrong. But Jay Earl Ty and Bull said yes. Jason, myself, and I guess G would say no. But G, it sounds like you're flipping yeah. to the yes side of the fence. Yeah. You want to start and tell us that. why? He's, he, yeah. I think, uh, I think Kevin Stefanski showed at the end of the game he was excited or super excited. He had Joe Flacco. Now, mind you, I thought this out to everybody. He's only, he's only been practicing two weeks. That means he's had a handful of times to talk to, to Joe Flacco. This is going to embolden Kevin Stefanski. He's going to say this. My best chance to, to beat these teams coming up is I'm just going to bet that my quarterback's better than yours. I'm just going to bet that I could just come in and throw it on you. <laughs> because until you prove me wrong, 
every week he throws for more yards. This is really what I want to run anyway. Um, I, I think Kevin Stefanski, when you go down the back, he's going to, and this is crazy to sound like this, he's going to put four games after all these injuries and the running and stuff, he's putting this on Joe Flacco's arm. I'm going to let you know that right now. I got Joe Flacco with 255 yards throwing, and I've got uh, Justin Fields with 237 yards total. Wow, you got really specific. Sure, it's not 238. Not 238, 237. Maybe 237 and a half. Imagine if he hits both those numbers on the head. If he hits both those numbers on the dot. Can you write those down, Mike? I'll shave my head on the show. I'll give you 100 bucks. Live, I'll shave my head on the show. Jay's going to shave his head on the show. Jay's going to shave his head bull. You get 100 bucks from me if you get him. What I say, 255 and 237, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. not 238. He had 238, but he took a on a kneel down. That's right. Big kneel I, down. I think Flacco's going for 300. I, I do too. I just think the Bears' pass defense <laughs> is that porous. And he's on a roll. This is this is the most optimistic. I heard Jay. I've been here three years. I ain't never heard him call out of three bills. Well, we haven't had a guy that I thought could do it. <laughs> he did, you said that with your chest. Uh, three bills. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be surprised <laughs> if he doesn't throw for 300. Look, I mean, the, the, the haze in the barn as to what they're going to do with Joe the last two games, they've thrown it 65% of the time. So if they do that again, and I expect they will, I just think he's been accurate enough, picking the right receivers enough, finding holes, and putting them in the right play. I think he's done that a number of times. And so I expect him to get 300. I think even if, I think a good game for Fields passing is 200 yards. And even if he gets that and he averages his rushing yards, which is about 50 a game since he started running it more, I got him at two and a half. And Flacco's Flacco's got 300. Beautiful. All right, we're going to go to the next one here. Let's go to the battle of receivers, the battle of number twos. Will DJ Moore have more receiving yards than Amari Cooper? Bowl, Jason, myself said yes. J. Earl, Ty, and G said no. Why did you start? call them number two receivers? Yeah, it, they both were number two. Oh, did like they physically wear number two on their jerseys? They're number oh, one receivers oh, okay. on the team. I thought you were saying the no, team's no, no. number they two both receivers. Wear. I'm like, what? Who's better than Got Moore? It. Who's better than no? They, they both wear number two. Okay, I should have so they're both the proverbial number ones and wear number two. Correct. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. why do you say yes? I, I just think um, Joe Flacco. You know, Amari Cooper hasn't been at his best recently. He's had some drops. He's had, dealing with some injuries. And Joe Flacco obviously has some chemistry with Elijah Moore, so yeah. he looks for him a lot. He does. He's also looked for David Njoku a lot. Whereas I think in the passing game, Justin Fields really focuses on DJ Moore. Some with Cole Komet, but I think Flacco's more into spreading it around right now. And I think Cooper will have a fine game, but I, I think DJ Moore, like I got Justin Fields with like 190 passing yards. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if a hundred of them were to DJ Moore. Wow, big game for Moore then. I listen. I think uh, I think Amari Cooper's playing Andrew. Um, you could you could tell like he's a man of very few words. I think he's he's battling internally with it. Um, just came off the concussion. But if you just look at it, if Amari Cooper just catches the football that are thrown to him, he's he's around 80, 90 yards a game. If he just catches the football, which he's been probably a guy during his career who's done a good job catching the football. Recently, he's had the drop season. He's had, he's had the, and the fumble was really concerning. Yeah. And it's, it's because it, it just seems like 
He that was weird, though, because it came at the perfect time. He, right. was, changing he was changing hands, hands yeah. and it was just one of those fluky things. He, but he always seems to have that receiver knack for just your body. You're, you're not thinking about it. Your body just does it. You just feel the presence, right? You feel right. the pressure, and you say, okay, instead of switching arms, I'm going to handle with two or, or be by the sidelines. It just seems like he hasn't had that. That instinctual, you know, catching the yeah, football and moving. That's so fair. I think he's hearing steps. I think a couple of weeks ago when he took the big hit, then the next week he played mm-hmm. and the ball was hit him right in the hands and he dropped it because he felt like he knew the defender was closing in yep. on him. I think I call it PTSD for a receiver. Yeah. You know, when you t- after they take that big hit over the middle or that serious shot that rings their bell, they start to hear things and they start to see ghosts and. I think he's gone through a little bit of that. But for me to accurately answer this question, um, I'd have to be able to answer a question that I don't have the answer to, and that's Denzel Ward's availability. Mm. If Denzel Ward plays, then I don't think I don't think that DJ Moore has a huge day. I just, who has a huge day when Denzel's on him? Nobody. The problem is, I don't know if he's going to play. And Chicago's because of that, I, I just can't answer this. Now, really. Now, here's how I feel about this, too. Denzel Ward, hey, listen, if Denzel Ward is out there, he ain't getting no yards. But if they put more Emerson on him, he ain't getting no yards either. But you, th- you have that well, high like regard? they're shutting out receivers every week. I mean, I mean Martin Emerson played one of the best games I've seen a corner play in a long time. And I granted, they don't got superstars out there. I mean, but, I mean, this guy, listen, he was in run support. He had three or four pass breakups, like deep balls. He didn't got two intercepts. And it was not like it wasn't Calvin Ridley and, and Trevor Lawrence. It, right. We're going to talk about it tomorrow, but Jalen Johnson, the Browns cornerback, is actually Bears. the number one graded PFF cornerback in the entire the NFL. Bears. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears, Bears. Sorry, the Bears, excuse me. Denzel Ward and Emerson, who both have played phenomenal this season, have graded out in the PFF for their season grades, 70 and 68. Johnson's a 91. So we'll see what that actually translates to the field. That's going to be something we talk about tomorrow. Next fence rider question. Gee, I guess for you, just for the sake of it not being unanimous, I don't think this is an accurate guess. I hope I'm wrong. But will Miles Garrett snap his three-game sackless skid versus Chicago? Gee, because you didn't answer. I made you sit on the wrong side of the fence here with a no. Everyone else said yes. Um, That's punishment for not answering sooner. I mean, I think because <laughs> you know he would not answer that way. Yeah, I could. I mean, could I see it happening? Of sure. Course. If they could let, continue to let him hold him, you know, if they continue to let him them chip and then hold and grab and stuff. But I think Miles Garrett. I will. You know, this is. I'm just not going on the record. It's not like an earth shattering thing. He's going to get a couple holding penalties. I, I think Miles struggles at the acting. He's got to be a better actor. Yeah, we saw he's that, that reel, that melt reel. You could tell. I, yeah. I, I'm like, his flops are not very good. No, he's got you. The, the guys who get the call, the hands go up and they do a spin around. Yeah, you got to do the spin around. <laughs> he with did the that hands a couple up. times, but I thought it was late. Yeah, he's doing it. You right. know, he does it when he knows the play is over, and then he does it. Right, it's too late. <laughs> you're not going to get the flag it, then. As soon as the as soon as it happens, hands up. Yeah, you got to do it. The big guy spin around. The hands up spin around is the same thing that your Pirouette. mom. The same hands up spin around is what your mom do when you're doing school clothes. Hands up spin around. Yeah, that's right. You got enough <laughs> yeah. room in this? Yeah, right. You're like, yeah, mom. Yeah. I, I think that um, Miles Garrett is very smart. By the way, surprisingly, I haven't heard about it. He wasn't fined. I didn't hear nothing about Nor the... was Andy Reid. Interesting. Or 
Patrick Mahomes. And here's my takeaway from that. And I'm glad we kind of stumbled into that. Yeah, this, that's crazy. When the league knows it's wrong, it's less likely to find a guy. Yeah. Now, in the cases of Patrick they, Mahomes. They weren't wrong. It's right there. Now, I watched a great discussion on the NFL Network this week about that call. Somebody went through every play of that game. He lined up offsides five times. Four times. Four times. One was even more egregious. They also pointed out, and this was something that I wondered when I saw that freeze frame of the blue line. And that and and referees will not stop the play and move the ball if the center moves the ball backwards. There's no advantage to that. Mm -hmm. It does change the actual line of scrimmage, but they'll let that go. And they talked about this in the conversation on the NFL network. He clearly picks that ball up and moves it backwards. That changes the line of scrimmage. Yeah, who, who not got to the for wide that? receiver. Now they also show they had a great angle, and you guys probably saw this. They had a great angle down the line of Tony doing this and never getting confirmation from the official. He did that nine times in the game, and at no point did, did he ever look at the official long enough to get the thumbs up. Right. So, in other you words... You can't just signal. No, you can't. Yeah. It's like the hitter in baseball calling for time and stepping right. out. No. You call for time, then you get time. That's right. If you don't, and you're out of luck. What the, the part of the conversation I most enjoyed was the part that I was wondering about, and you'll know this from when you play. The letter of the law in baseball is... The armpits to the knees. Right. Well, well anybody that watches baseball knows that's not the strike no. zone. Right. And they made the comparison in that instance of him lining up on the line of scrimmage. There were guys that were have played in the league that were part of this discussion that said, that happens 10 times a game for yeah. every team. It's not called. The fact that they decided to call it in that moment, everybody on the panel thought was wildly egregious. The, the NFL was overreaching. It would be like that, you know, you hear this all the time. There's holding on every play right. if you find it. Now, I would agree, and I agree with them because usually what the league does is they go out after it's over and say, look, these guys have been doing this all year. It's getting egregious. And did they come in the preseason and say, there's an emphasis on lining right. up correctly? Yes. We will be calling but that. But you can't change it mid-screen. I know, but why now. is he lining up offsides every play? I don't so, understand. Uh, they, they talked about that. Because of the ball being the moved ball back? The ball kept being moved back, and the yeah. officials were letting that go. Yeah. Now, when you, and it wasn't that much. It looked like it was about four inches that they he got moved Ethan, the ball back. They it's, got Ethan Poaches on that earlier this year. Well, for moving, moving the ball, the ball forward, forward. Yeah, they moving. will stop the play and flag it in that instance. But in the panel discussion, they said, that happens all the time. It's basically a center coming up to the ball and then realizing it's not in the proper position, but now he can't move his feet. Right. So he hunches the ball backwards. They're not going to call that. Right. It'd be like shooting a free throw from the three-point line. You want to back up on a free throw? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. uh, but don't quick, step over have, the line. We have a Didi, and you guys didn't answer. Jay, will Miles Garrett snap his skidless sack streak? Yes or no? He will get a sack, and my roundabout way of getting to that was I think the reason that Garrett, Mahomes, and Reed didn't get fined is because I think the league is aware that they, they've not been great in these instances, so they chose not to find them, but it was brilliant for Miles Garrett to Call say it because now every official that oh, watches him this year yeah. is going to be looking for the hold. Right. Are yes we no? missing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes or no for you, Bull? You said yes? Just for the record, yes, Miles gets a sack? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. All right, we're going to resume fence riders when Bernie comes on, but right now... We have Aditi Kinkawala joining us, and she's brought to us today by FanDuel. If you're a new customer, 
and want to get in on any of the sports gambling action, the NFL offers on FanDuel stay red hot. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.